Welcome to the Situation Report, dedicated to bringing you news and information from the front lines of the war at home to save veteran lives. The Situation Report is brought to you by the One Fight Foundation, committed to ending the veteran suicide epidemic in America that claims 22 lives each day. We know veterans because we are veterans. And now, the Situation Report with your host, Adam Bonatai. All right, so we're back with uh, Marine Corps veteran Matthew Brown, uh, who in the last episode was telling us about the grave injury he received in the Iraqi city of Fallujah in 2004. So, Matt, um, after your injury, you were separated from the Marine Corps. You were medically retired. Uh, can you tell us what uh, what life was like when you came home and some of the uh, problems you had when you first noticed you had some of those problems? Well, life was actually pretty difficult coming out of the Marine Corps. I mean, I had... At 18, I joined the Marine Corps, and now here I am before I'm 21, medically retired with a technically a pension and no prospects of employment or anything. Um, I do have a very good support system. My mom and father were very supportive of me, but being the strong-headed, strong-headed Marine, I uh, decided to try to do it on my own. So I ended up actually living basically on the street for a while in a car with a close friend of mine. Um, and... And why was that? Why why did you kind of isolate yourself and push so many that if you had people there for you, what what do you think? Do you know what led you to do that? Was it frustration? Did people not understand you? Or just give us some insight into that. It was kind of it's kind of like a combo of everything. It was very difficult to connect with people that had stayed in my small hometown, um, where either you went to the military, worked on the farm, or find a factory job. So. so- so I don't, I don't want to interrupt you, but I mean, in my personal experience, I feel like at that age, without being wounded like you were, I had so much life experience compared to my friends uh, that were away in college that I just couldn't identify with them anymore. So I guess it makes sense if you're saying that your injury and the um, gravity of the things you went through really amplified that disconnect from your peers. I mean, so I don't know how they could understand what you were, what you had gone through, and I guess you... It sounds like you can't, couldn't understand the simplicity of their lives. Yeah, I couldn't understand how they could be so trivial about, oh, they're upset about a red light. Well, here I am still fighting a mental battle now trying to figure out, okay, now I'm never going to run again. So what can I do? I wanted to become a cop. That's uh, no longer in the, the card. So what what drived me at the time was basically living out of a bottle, a pill bottle, and a beer bottle. And you said um – about the battles you had, and, and you said the mental battle, and then you also said about not being able to run or walk again. So first, I just want to hear, what what physical disabilities, what, what physical battles are you still fighting as far as from your injuries? I mean, this was uh, 11 years ago now, and what, what type of uh, physical disabilities have you encountered? Well, I've actually done pretty well. I've kind of gotten the best I'm ever going to get um, with my rehab and everything. Um, basically I have a loss of sensation in my left leg. I sometimes still have a gait or a limp. Um, I, I won't be able to run. I have uh, difficulty stooping down to spend time with my children or bending or standing for a long time. Um, uh, just fatigue sets in really quickly with my left leg. All this and you're, you're how old? I'm now currently 30. So 30 years old and, and struggling to do things. It sounds like, uh, you know, people in their 70s are still able to do. I mean, that's quite the price you pay. Yeah, that was uh, the biggest thing uh, going through rehab was seeing all the World War II vets and Korean vets uh, basically up and running compared to what I was trying to do. And yeah, that had to that had to play a toll for sure. Um, so uh, the, the emotional battle, and that's really what we at One Fight Foundation are uh, interested in. I mean, we're interested in the total fight for veterans, but so many veterans are struggling with the emotional battle. Um, 
So from what I understand, you had some suicidal thoughts then in part maybe because of or along with that um, drinking, all the drinking and the pills and everything else. So when did you first have some suicidal thoughts? Well, the thoughts had really started um, sinking in right after I got out of the Marine Corps because uh, you no longer have the brotherhood, the camaraderie, the person that's sleeping in basically in the same room with you. Um, so I felt all alone. I could talk to a couple people, but no one had been behind the gun um, with trigger time. They had seen the war on the news or stuff like that. Um, basically, uh, it was October of '05 when I got out, whenever things started uh, snowballing for me. And as a part of that snowball, it sounds like you were actually one of the few that kind of recognized it a little bit early on. Um, were you able to seek any kind of care for that? I mean, through the VA, through a private physician, anyone? And and uh, how was that? How was that process? Well, it took me a while. Um, my first instance with it was um, my girlfriend, currently my wife, um, had to stay up with me because I had overdosed on prescription painkillers and drinking. Uh, I was taking those as a indirect way to slowly kill myself. I, I didn't necessarily have the courage or whatever you want to call it, courage isn't the right word, to put the gun barrel in my mouth at the time. So I had kicked the painkillers. I was still drinking heavily. Um, my first child was being born, so I decided to go seek help. The problem is, is 2005, 2006, 2007, the VA was just starting to pick up with everything in the communities and everyone was just starting to realize, oh, this is going to be a problem. So I actually fell through the cracks of the VA. There was no OIF counselors, no nothing like that at the time. So they basically sent me to mental health and just pumped me full of pills. So gave you more of what was already giving you problems, more pills. And, and you still at this point didn't have what you said. You had no camaraderie, no support system that you were that we had in the Marine Corps at that time and veterans have while they're active. I, yeah, I had one or two more uh, buddies from the Marine Corps I would talk to, but it ended up just sharing really bad war stories and compounding it to a point. All right, Matt, uh, we're just starting to get into the real meat and potatoes of what we're going to talk about. Uh, so we're going to stop here and come back again next week uh, to really get into um, your actual suicide attempt, what led up to that, and the aftermath of that event. Uh, so tune in again uh, next week, and we'll have more with Matt. You've been listening to The Situation Report with Adam Bonatai. Visit OneFightFoundation.org or follow the One Fight Foundation on Facebook to learn more about how you can join the fight. Help put an end to veteran suicide. One life and one fight at a time. OneFightFoundation.org This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation. Steve Mittman social media.com. 